Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Do you ever, like, take a week off where you're not in the gym? Why would I do that? Do you ever take a week off brushing your teeth? No. no. Do you ever take a week off showering? Do you, no. ever, you ever take a week off of getting out of bed? No. So why would you take a week off of nourishing your body? Bobby Maximus. Bobby Maximus is a fighter, trainer, actor, and model. He's also a former police officer, UFC fighter, and he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. That makes me the most dangerous man in the house. You know, the number one excuse is I don't have enough time. But the reality is we all have enough time. Yeah, isn't that true? They always ask me, what's the one exercise I could do to change my life? And the reality is, there's a lot of things out there that work. So I've got three rules before we even worry about exercise. Rule number one is He's been an elite strength and conditioning instructor for over a decade. His workout and training plans have transformed the lives of A-list actors, elite athletes, soldiers, and everyday people. As a motivational speaker, Bobby has reached millions through his videos. Living by Bobby's 130-hour rule and his 90-10 diet has changed the lives of people across the globe. Bobby, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. I want to start with a question on a video topic I just saw from you, and it is, what is the 130-hour rule? Okay, so the 130-hour rule is something that I came up with from my years of experience training people. If you want to be good at something, if you want to transform your body, you've got to spend 130 quality hours. And the next question I'm always asked is, what does that look like? It's an hour a day of dedicated practice for six straight months. One of the things that's fundamental to my belief system, there's no such thing as a free lunch, there's no magic pill, and there are no three easy payments of $9.99. If you want something, if you want to be good at something, you want to accomplish something, you've got to put in the time. And the minimum amount of time that you can put in is an hour a day of dedicated practice for six straight months. Okay, seven days a week? Seven days a week. If you want to be good at something, another thing I always tell people, if you want to be good at something, you've got to do it every day. Like we look at people like LeBron James. Why is he good at basketball? Because he does it every day. You look at Wayne Gretzky in hockey. Why was Wayne so good in hockey, arguably the greatest of all time? Because he did it every day. And so my number one piece of advice to people, if you want to be good at something, whatever that thing that you desire is, whatever your passion is, do it every single day. That's the real secret mm. to success. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely a big believer in that. What are some examples of how you uh, apply that to your life? For me, I apply it to my life in a couple of areas. First of all, in the physical realm. I mean, I'm paid for my body, I'm paid for my physical prowess, and competing in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, competing in mixed martial arts, it's a huge passion of mine. And to be good at that, I've gotta do it every single day. So that's one area. But the other area I apply it is my personal life. I'm a father of three, and being a father is the most important thing in my world. And so every day, I try to connect with my boys on a meaningful level. Like in a world where we're busy, we're inundated with computer screens, phone screens. It really, really helps foster a positive parenting relationship 
to really put that stuff away and connect on a one-to-one -one level. And so that's something that's really important to me too. And so this idea of doing something every single day, you can apply it in all areas of your life, whether it's your relationship, your parenting, your job, your career, a hobby. Just do the thing every day and be 100% present. Mm, yeah, I like that. I expected you just to, to relate to the, the fitness side, but uh, you can really apply this rule to any area of your life. Fitness is important, but we all have so much more going on in our lives. And one of the reasons I got into fitness, and, and I used myself as the test case for this, I really believe fitness can make you better in every single area of your life, every area of life that really and truly matters. And so a lot of the lessons that I teach, they apply far beyond the gym because frankly, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's much more important. And that actually leads really well into my next thought on this. So, you know, like you were saying, we're all really busy in our lives. We have families, we have jobs, we have kids, like you were saying, you have a, a couple kids. Um, some people are in school. Uh, we're trying to find time to work out sports. You know, the list goes on. And so, you know, it's hard to, to make time for this hour, to make time to work out. As a trainer and an instructor, what are the excuses you hear the most? You know, the number one excuse is I don't have enough time. But the reality is we all have enough time. I always tell people there's 168 hours in a week. If you get eight hours sleep a night, well, there's 50 plus hours gone. You still have 110, 112 hours left. If you work 60 hours a week, you still have 55 hours left to go do what's important to you. So I don't really buy the time excuse, but that's the number one excuse that I hear. The number two excuse is I don't know how. But we're fortunate, like people rip on social media, but we're fortunate to live in a day and age where with the click of a button, you have access to a wealth of information. Whatever it is you're interested in, doing push-ups, deadlifting, doing squats, it doesn't matter. You can find some good quality information with the click, in a, a click of a button. So the whole, I don't know how, that's not an excuse either. And those are the two most common ones. What it really comes down to is people just don't want it bad enough. Because I've seen countless examples of people that will say they don't have time, that say they don't know how, but when something becomes important enough for them, they figure it out. Yeah, isn't that true? Oh, that's such a good answer. And time is the one you hear over and over again. So how do you, what does like a day look like for you? Like how do you manage your time so that you have time for fitness? So the number one thing that I do, and this is a lesson I learned a long time ago, I pay myself first. Fitness is important mm -hmm. to me. It's the foundation on which everything else in my life sits. So the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, I have a cold plunge. The second thing I do, I eat a breakfast that's nutrient dense and nutrient rich. And the third thing I do is I go train. I pay myself first by starting every single day. And when I tell you every single day, I mean every single day. When I start off my day by investing in myself, I set the tone for the rest of my life and everything else falls into place because I've set a precedent that I'm important, that I'm worth it, that I matter. Yeah, uh, such a great answer. And you know, you prioritize yourself, you're investing in yourself, and that's, that's a priority for you. You've also, you've made that decision, like you were saying earlier too, that's the other piece to this, is you can say you've, you're prioritizing yourself, but are you actually, and have you decided that this is, this is the thing you're gonna do in your morning because so many people don't? Well, I wanna add, I wanna add one more thing to that. 
a lot of people look at investing in yourself as taking care of yourself as selfish. I actually think it's the most selfless act you can engage in. Because if you're no good to yourself, you can't be good for anybody else. And so by working on yourself, by improving yourself, by valuing yourself, you literally make every single person in your orbit, in your circle, better. And I mm. always say this, imagine the global totality. If every single person in this world focused on their health and their happiness, how much better the world would be in just 30 days. If people could just put themselves first for 30 days, and like I said, focus on their health and their happiness, in 30 days, we'd see a remarkable change on this planet. And so I tell people, invest in you first, and then you have the energy, the drive, the passion to just uplift everybody else in your circle. Yeah, invest in yourself first, that's fantastic advice. So as a top fitness model, fitness coach, I wanna talk a little bit more about your best workout tips and advice. Uh, what kind of workouts or exercises should the average person have in their routine? You know, I want to cover off three points first because people get, they get focused on an exercise. They always ask me, what's the one exercise I could do to change my life? What's the one thing I could eat? What's that secret superfood that's going to make all my fitness dreams come true? And the reality is there's a lot of things out there that work. So I've got three rules before we even worry about exercise. Rule number one is show up. And we covered that off uh, earlier in this interview, but show up every single day, invest in yourself. The second rule, be all in. When you're here, when you're in a physical space, when you're working out, I don't want your eyes on the TV. I don't want you text messaging. I don't want you playing on social media. I want you to be 100% present. I want you to be all in and get the most out of your time. And the third thing, don't be afraid to ask questions. Be curious, be childlike, learn. If you can do those three things, you will be 100% successful no matter what exercise you're doing. That said, I'm a big believer when it comes to exercise in focusing on the basics. There's always some video of a fitness influencer waving around a couple of dumbbells, standing on an upside down BOSU ball. That stuff doesn't work. The tried, the true, the classics are the best. Sprinting, squatting, push-ups, sit-ups, and pull-ups. If you do those five movements, there's nothing that you can't do. Mm. Interesting, yeah, especially for the average person. Was the first one sprinting, you said? Yes. Interesting, why sprinting? It's the most primal human movement. We were meant to run, we're bipedal creatures. Like if you were to take man and put us back 10,000 years, 15,000 years, 20,000 years, our legs were our primary means of locomotion. It's literally the most primal human movement there is. Okay, and sprinting over cardio or both? I think both can be valuable, although in today's day and age, we talked about being busy, we talked about being bogged down with jobs, family, other commitments. Sprints are the most bang for your buck. You can get an incredible amount of work done in a short period of time. Yeah, I love sprinting. I don't do it enough. Volume is the key. Again, it goes back to the principle. If you wanna get good at something, do it every single day. Now, I wanna talk a little bit about math. Imagine, you just did 50 push-ups a day, 50. That might not seem like a lot, 
But if you did 50 push-ups a day every day of the year, by the end of the year, you'd accumulate 18,600 reps. My question to you is, have you done 18,600 push-ups in your life? And the answer is probably not. So if you just showed up to the gym and you did 50 push-ups and you did 50 pull-ups and you did 50 squats and you did 50 sit-ups, those four movements that we talked about, and then you did a little bit of sprinting to cool down, so to speak, imagine what your fitness level would be at the end of the year. You know, we, we, we fall into this practice, we fall into this trap of sets and reps and convoluted workout schemes. Just show up to the gym and play. Just show up and have fun. Just accumulate work and watch what happens to you after 30, 60, 90, 180 days. The effect is, it's dramatic and incredible. Yeah, and what I love about that is, what you're saying here too is, you know, if you're not necessarily, you don't have to be in the gym for an hour, two hours, three hours, like some people say, right? You can go to the gym 10 minutes, 20 minutes every single day. And, and you know, it might take longer than six months, but over time, it's going to have a huge impact rather than not going at all, right? Well, never mind that. Never mind the gym. Let's forget about that for a minute. Mm. Let's say you're a dad or you're a mom out there. You have kids. You're struggling. You work 10 hours a day. Your kids are in daycare. You have to pick them up. You have to spend quality time with them. Life's hard and you've got priorities. What if you didn't go to the gym, but just while you were at your job, every hour on the hour, you got up and did five push-ups, five squats, and five sit-ups? What if that's all you did? You would still get your 50 reps of each. And by the end of the year, if you did that every day, you'd get your 18,600 reps. You can be fit without ever stepping foot in a gym and without sacrificing the other things that are really important to you. So I tell people just focus on accumulating volume. Just focus on accumulating numbers. It's a lot more simple than you think. Yeah, absolutely. One of the ways I even get myself to work out is actually sometimes I just tell myself, let's work out quick, right? Like 10 minutes, let's go for 30 minutes. And once I'm into it, that's actually what I find is almost like the secret to motivation is once you get started, once you're in the flow of things, like it's hard to leave sometimes. You almost have to trick your brain, right? Yeah, absolutely. And every minute matters. Five minutes is better than no minutes. 10 minutes is better than five minutes. 15 minutes is better than 10 minutes and so on. And so every bit of work that you can do will get you closer to your goal. And for someone who's been going to the gym for a while now, you know, maybe they've been going for a couple of years consistently, uh, maybe they're not quite seeing the results that they want to see. In your opinion, like what's the best thing they should be doing is like in terms of weightlifting, like high reps uh, with low weight, uh, low reps with high weight. Should they be focusing on individual body parts, uh, multiple body parts? Like what's your advice when it comes to that? Yeah, I mean, we can get in a whole convoluted talk about high rep versus low rep and volume and sets and reps and all kinds of sports science. The simple truth of the matter is, if you're showing up to the gym and you're not seeing a result, you need to work harder. It goes back to that be all in thing I talked about. You have to suffer a little bit. You have to put yourself in a state of discomfort. Growth shouldn't be easy. Stop looking for shortcuts. Stop looking to make things a breeze. You've got to learn to suffer. You've got to put yourself in a bit of an uncomfortable position. And if you can do that, then the results that have eluded you, you'll start to see them. Yeah, 
That's a great answer. I want to go back to a little bit about your story. Where did the name Bobby Maximus come from? Because that, I believe, is not your real name, right? No, my real name's Robert McDonald, but every person needs to be their own hero. You need to be the hero of your own story. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's coming to help you. So a long time ago, I decided to be my hero. Bruce Wayne had Batman. Clark Kent had Superman. Robert McDonald has Bobby Maximus. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to think of a new name for myself, but I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> if you have something, let me know. I, I read something too, that another name or something about uh, that you call yourself like kind of like a nerd when it comes to fitness. Is that, is that right? Or Yeah, the world's most powerful nerd. And, and it okay. goes back to my life is so much more than working out. You see me in men's health. You saw me fight in the UFC. You see me at the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu World Championships. But that's not my entire life. I love Magic the Gathering. I love Lord of the Rings. I love Star Wars. I'm really excited for this new Disney. I'm not trying to pump Disney, by the way, but this new Percy Jackson series. I'm on the edge of my seat, like, trying to get to it. I'm going to watch it with my boys tonight. But those are things in life that really bring me joy, that really bring me excitement. This new Rebel Moon series by Zack Snyder is another one I really, really want to watch. Uh, it drops today, so I'm super excited about that. But these are things that bring me so much joy and so much passion. And I want to show the world. We try to typecast people. We try to fit people in a box that you can be fit. You can look good, but it doesn't have to be your whole life. You can be all these other things as well. Yeah, I love that. And that's one of the things I, I like the most about you is, you know, you're so, um, you're so like authentic, right? You're so yourself and you're not afraid to, to show the world who you truly are. And yeah, something uh, I think a lot of people can really, really look up to. Because like you're saying, a lot of people would hide that fact behind, you know, all the, the flash and the, the muscle and all that, right? So but, that's awesome. But yeah. why? I mean, like I was bullied heavily growing up. And when I mean bullied, people punched me in the face every day. They ripped my underwear out. They drew on my face with marker. I used to have to wash it off before my mom would see because she would tell the other parents and then I would get it even worse. But I was bullied for a lot of these things. But there came a point in my life that I learned the most important lesson that I could ever teach you. The 10 words that will ruin your life are what will other people say and what will other people think. So whoever you are, wherever you are, do you. Enjoy what you want to enjoy. And if other people don't like it, that's more of a reflection of who they are versus who you are. Yeah, so it's one of my favorite quotes actually from you. <laughs> we might have put that one on a canvas or if we haven't yet, uh, we should. Uh, for those listening who don't know, we actually have some, some posters and canvases together that uh, we've released uh, with, uh, through Motiversity. So go check those out. Uh, tell me a little bit more, Bobby, about your childhood growing up, uh, the most difficult times, or even just how you got into like jiu-jitsu and, and UFC. Yeah, so, so growing up, I was bullied fairly heavily. I, 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 I talked about that. Like I said, kids punched me in the face. They ripped my underwear out. They drew on my face. And it all culminated for me. Like, we're going to talk about my origin story right now, the origin story of Bobby Maximus. It all culminated for me when these four kids beat me up and broke my collarbone. I was scared. I felt alienated. I felt isolated. And honestly, I didn't know what else to do. So I joined the wrestling team. I was cut from every other team I tried out for, but the wrestling team needed bodies, people to beat up, so they accepted me. My first year, I lost every single match. 40 straight matches, I took an L. But I kept Whoa. trying. And why did I keep trying? Because it was better than getting bullied. Trying to make a way out was better than doing nothing. 
My second year, I won one match out of 40 matches. And I'll never forget that one match that I won filled me with so much joy, so much hope. I was hooked. And from that moment, I made myself a promise. I was going to win again and again and again. And the way I was going to do it was by working hard. I might not have been the most talented person, might have not been born with the greatest genetics, but there was nobody that would outwork me and nobody ha had my level of perseverance or desire. And so I just kept working. And then a funny thing happened. A lot of those L's started to turn into W's. I started to win more than I lost. As I won, my confidence grew. As my confidence grew, I worked harder. I wanted it more. And then I found myself at a high-level collegiate wrestler. I was second in the world for amateur kickboxing at one point. And then I found myself in the UFC. And, and you know, we could talk about, yeah, I had some good trainers. Yeah, I, I, I worked with some incredible people and some incredible sparring partners. But it was all built on those three things I keep talking about. Showing up, being all in, and asking some questions along the way. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. It's, it, it... Most people probably would have given up like 40 losses in a row and, and then one of 40 the next year. And to go from there to, you know, almost best in the world in some of those martial arts, that, that, is, that is incredible. And when did you start jujitsu? And You know, once I got out of wrestling, that's when I really started my fighting career. Uh, my goal was to make the Olympics in wrestling, and I didn't. I fell slightly short. Broke my heart, actually. And I needed to put that heartache I needed to find another place to, to direct that passion. And fighting was a natural fit. Uh, if you look at mixed martial arts, wrestlers always do the best. Some of the greatest athletes of all time in the UFC are wrestlers. And so I had a natural base. And so from there, it was a transition into jiu-jitsu, into kickboxing, and into MMA. And I mean, as, as they say, the rest is history. I went on to fight in the UFC. I won a fight in the UFC. I won submission of the night in the UFC. I was never the greatest of all time. I didn't have a stellar career, but I did pretty damn good for a kid who was bullied from the middle of nowhere who went 0-40 his first season wrestling. Like, it's something that I'm really, really proud of. Yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. Uh, so talking about UFC, MMA, how did, you, uh, how did you train and prepare both physically and mentally before stepping into the ring? You know, the physical preparation is the easy part. I'm really glad. That's a great question, by the way. But the physical is the easy part. See, the physical part, all you got to do is show up. If you could show up, again, be all in, ask some questions. Maybe we'll add be willing to suffer a little bit into that mix. You will be okay. The psychological preparation, that's a different story. I always say the mind is primary. And I always say that a, a strong mind is a catalyst for change. When you see the best athletes in the world either perform really well or, on the other hand, completely bomb out, it's because of that muscle that lives between the ears. And so the mental preparation for me for fighting was a huge, huge thing. And I'll tell you a story. When I fought in UFC 58, I remember being backstage. It was at the Mandalay Bay. There was 20,000 people in the audience. And I was flooded with negative thoughts. You don't belong here. You were bullied. You're going to lose. People are going to make fun of you. I was that 14-year-old scared, bullied kid all over again. How do you think that match went? How do you think that fight went? 
It was one of the worst fights of my life. I lost. It was at that moment that I had to do some soul searching. I had to do some self-reflecting. I worked out harder than anybody. I was training six hours a day. I was a great wrestler. I was a great kickboxer. I was great at jujitsu. I had all the skills necessary to win. But I realized that my weakness was here and I needed help. It was at that point I hired a sports psychologist and really started to do dedicated mental, dedicated psychological practice. And from there, that's when I started to win. That's when I started to be successful because I realized that mental preparation was absolutely everything. And so that every day, in addition to the physical stuff, I would do an hour of meditation, of journaling, of visualization, of dedicated psychological practice. And, and that's become a huge thing for me and the people I train. Psychological purposeful practice. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's so fascinating. Um, do you still do any of those habits today? The, the meditation, the journaling, that sort of thing? Absolutely. Because here's the funny thing. They're a skill, and it's a skill that if you don't practice them, that those skills will erode. If you want to be good at something, again, it comes back to the heart of everything I believe. You want to be good at something, you got to do it every single day. And have there been points in my life where I've slipped on my mental preparation? Absolutely, and I've paid the price. And so it's something that I've learned through success and through failure that it's something that just has to be a daily part of my routine, a daily part of my life. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So from the UFC, you know, you're there for a good number of years, then you left and you started to work in fitness, right? Uh, Jim Jones and then your own gym, is that correct? That is correct. And, and fitness for me, listen, I loved fighting, but fitness for me, it changed my life. It turned me from a scared, bullied kid into a man and a really successful man. And it's something that I wanted to teach the world. It's my way of giving back. I always knew, I had parents that always wanted to help other people. I watched them sacrifice so much to help other people. It's something that I wanted for myself. And like I said, I think that through the power of the gym, through making yourself better, through investing in yourself, through facing hardship, through learning lessons in the gym, you can improve every area of your life. And so fitness for me, it was kind of a natural transition because it was a passion. And it's like I said, my way of making the world a better place. And so fitness is where I landed. And tell us more about the, your gym you have today and any challenges with that. Yeah, you know, my gym, it's called Maximus Gym. Uh, me and my wife run it together. Uh, we train people on a day-to-day -day basis. And as part of that, I also train people from all over the world online, try to inspire people through writing and social media. And the challenges I face, like when you see me on TV, when you see me on this interview, when you see me in the pages of Men's Health, I want you to know if you're watching this, the challenges I face aren't any different than what you face. Like I have places to be. I have to show up on time. I have to engage in customer service. I have to do accounting. There's so much of my job that's not fun, that's not glamorous, that's a grind at times. And so those are the challenges that I face, the same things that you deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And you also joined the police service in Toronto, is that right? I did, I was a police officer for almost six years. Uh, I worked for Peel Regional Police in Mississauga and I worked for the Toronto Police in Toronto, obviously. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. What was, um, like, what made you want to join that and why did you decide to leave? 
You know, again, it comes back to a deep desire to help other people. I wouldn't be where I am without people that really invested in me and really helped me along the way. And I always wanted to give back. And so every job that I've ever engaged in, I was a teacher for a little bit, I was a police officer, uh, you know, the fitness world, it's always been built around helping other people. And one of the reasons I left policing is I couldn't, I couldn't impact enough people in a positive way. I felt trapped in a way. I was going from call to call. I was helping one person at a time, but I really do want to change the world. And I do have a message to get out there. And so policing just wasn't the right vehicle for me. That said, extremely grateful for the sacrifices our police officers put in. Uh, I don't think people realize the toll that job takes on you, the difficulty people go through, and, and I'm grateful for the work that they do. It just wasn't for me and it wasn't enough for me. Yeah, to any police officers listening or people thinking of getting involved, um, thank you, you know, for your service. What, uh, what advice, Bobby, would you give to 20-year-old uh, young Bobby Maximus? <laughs> Two things. One, work harder, and two, it's going to take you a lot longer than you think. When mm. we're young, we think things are just going to fall into our lap. We think opportunities are going to be there forever. We think that it's going to be our turn. But the reality is you need to work hard for it, and you need to work hard for a really, really long time. So don't lose faith. Don't get down on yourself. Don't get depressed. Don't get sad. If you show up, if you be the hardest worker in the room and you do it for long enough, and I'm not talking even months or years, I'm talking decades, I promise you that your time will come. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. The next question I have for you, Bobby, is what advice would you give someone who's going through a hard time? Three words, don't give up. Again, if you want something, if you're willing to work for it, if you're willing to put in an honest effort, if you're willing to show up every day and you're willing to be all in, I promise you again, it might not be tomorrow. It might not be next week. It might not even be next year. But I promise you 100% your time will come and good things will happen. And far too many of us give up before we see the reward. We give up too early. And if we just had a little bit of perseverance, if we just worked a little bit harder and just took it a day at a time, we would, our dreams would come true. So that would be my advice. Don't give up. That's great advice. It, it does feel like a big piece of your story is, is, not, is not giving up throughout your life and has led you to, to so much success. Well, and here's the thing, focus on the process. Don't focus on the end result. Again, if you show up, if you're all in and do that day after day after day, rewards will come. And if you see the most successful people in the world, that's a real secret. Successful people are nothing more than people that didn't quit. So just don't quit and take it a day at a time. Win your Monday, win your Tuesday, win your Wednesday. You start winning every single day. Then you start winning every single week. Then you start winning every single month. Eventually, you're going to win your life. Yeah, such great advice. We've talked about physical fitness. We've talked about uh, mental uh, fitness in a way. 
Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, diet actually, and I recently saw a video from you called the 90-10 diet. So what is the 90-10 diet? You know, the 90-10 diet is 90% of the time I want you to fuel your body intelligently. No processed food. I want you to eat things that a human being was meant to eat. You've got to be able to kill it or you've got to be able to pluck it from a tree and eat it in its natural state. Get rid of all the chemicals. Get rid of the processed stuff that doesn't exist in nature. That's 90% of the time. 10% of the time, because life is fun and should be fun, you can enjoy yourself. And if 90% of the time you can eat clean, you will see success. You will build muscle. You will lose weight. You will get shredded. You will be healthier. You will be happier. It's really that simple. So just 90% of the time, do the right thing. 10% of the time, enjoy yourself. Have a little bit of fun. Yeah, I subscribe to that one myself. I would say, you know, I try to eat as healthy as possible almost all the time, but I don't, you know, when you hear people saying like, they never eat dessert, you know, ever, or they, you know, they'll never touch uh, something unhealthy. It just feels a little bit, you know, too, too much, um, you know, unless they're in maybe like a week before a competition or something like that, right? But um, yeah, give yourself a, a break once in a while, a cheat day, right? Well, it's also not maintainable. We're not here hmm. to be miserable. And so many of our cultural events, dinners, fun, family functions, they revolve around food. So give yourself the freedom to enjoy, but make sure you're covering your bases. Make sure you're doing what needs to get done so that you can earn that 10% fun. Yeah, absolutely. Do you ever take time off working out? Do you ever like take a week off where you're not in the gym at all? Why would I do that? <laughs> I've read some things about, uh, this is why I've read some things about like every eight weeks you should take a week off. No idea if that's good advice or not. You know what? Here's, here's a deal for me, and I was being a little bit facetious when I say, why would I do that? <laughs> Physical activity is the number one form of self-care. Let me ask you a question. You ever take a week off brushing your teeth? No. no. <laughs> you ever take a week off showering? No. You ever, take a, you, you, ever, you ever take a week off of getting out of bed? No. So why would you take a week off of nourishing your body? I don't think you have to crush yourself in the gym every single day. I don't think you have to eat 100-0 every day. We were talking about the 90-10 rule. But why would you take an entire week off the most basic and necessary form of self-care? We were meant to move. So no, I don't take time off. Every single day, I nourish my body. I invest in me. And it's something that I even teach my kids. Moving around, exercise is no different than putting on your socks, is no different than brushing your teeth, is no different than getting out of bed, is no different than some basic hygiene like having a shower. Yeah, I love that mindset. That's <laughs> something I, I, you know, I, I've honestly read that before and I just, I didn't really believe the, the full week off thing. And Well, and how bad do you feel? Have you taken a week off before? Have you ever had one of those weeks where you didn't exercise, didn't mm -hmm. eat healthy, didn't see the sun, didn't get outside. How bad do you feel? Like that's mm -hmm. all the feedback I need to know that I'm never going to do that again. You don't have to go to a gym and crush yourself. You don't have to get pinned under a barbell. You don't have to break your back trying to deadlift the moon. Go for a walk, go for a light jog, spin on a bike, play with your kids but you gotta do some exercise. It's a basic necessity of life. Agreed.
If you could go back, would you do anything differently in your life? Do you know, do you have like any regrets? You know, that's a really hard question to answer because we don't know what the outcome of is making a change. Like when I wake up today, every single day, I wake up grateful. I wake up happy. I wake up excited. So if I could go back in time and be a UFC champion, maybe. If I could go back in time and figure out a way to make more money, I, I, I mean, maybe. But what if it messed with those three fundamental things that I just mentioned? Being grateful, being happy, and being excited. Those are three gifts. Those are three of the most important things that every human being deserves to feel. So when I think about it and answer this question, I wouldn't change a thing because I would not want to mess with that. Great outlook. Okay, I'm going to change it up a little bit here. So there's a, a video on, on YouTube about your, uh, your right bicep. Yes. What happened to your, your right bicep? You know, so there's two stories. The story I want to tell you, the story that Men's Health puts out, is I got in a life and death fight with a polar bear. It's a little bit of an exaggeration. Yeah, the, the polar bear story is, is hilarious. If anyone hasn't seen it, uh, definitely, definitely go watch that video. Uh, but you could just cover like what actually happened to your right bicep. The truth is I had an MMA fight coming up. This was in 2009 and I had a partial tear in the bicep going into the fight. It was 10 days before the fight. And one of the things that I believe is no matter what, you show up and do your job. I took the fight anyway, despite being hurt. I ended up losing, but in the process of losing, my bicep tore and rolled up essentially into my shoulder. And at the time, I was working with tier one military assets. I was training people. I had a lot of stuff to do. I just never bothered getting it fixed. Uh, geez, that's such a crazy story. I can't imagine like tearing a, a bicep. Uh, so I've heard you've trained a lot of actors for movies, even started a movie yourself, right? Yes. Uh, tell us more about this and any, any actors you'd be willing to share. You know, I'll never talk about specific people because I always value people's privacy. Uh, but I've had the opportunity to work with some pretty incredible people. And the thing that I would want to tell you about that is that when you see somebody on the screen, when you see somebody that's successful, your gut reaction is to think they're lucky. They had a great trainer. They had it easy. If I was in their shoes, I could do it too. And the thing that I would want to say is these people work harder than you can imagine. They show up every day. They do the work. They suffer. And so when you see somebody on a screen, rather than criticize, be grateful. Rather than try to cut them down, maybe try to learn a little bit from them because the, the amount of dedication that goes into that craft, a normal person will never understand. Hmm. Interesting, yeah. Uh, another question for you. Uh, I believe you have like three degrees, is that right? Yes, I do. Now tell me more about that. Were, was there a path you were looking to go down at one time? You know, I've got a Bachelor of Arts in English, I've got a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology, and I've got a Bachelor of Education. Uh, the Bachelor of Education, uh, I did that because at the time I thought I wanted to teach. I thought that's how I was going to help people. I thought that's how I was going to affect positive change in the world. And I love working with kids. I think as adults, I think as parents, 
we have an obligation to lead the way for the next generation. So that one kind of came very organically. For the other two, we talked about mentality, we talked about psychology, we talked about sports psychology. It's always been something that's really been interesting to me. And the English degree, I've always loved reading. I love stories. We talked about how I'm the world's most powerful nerd. What better degree to take than something that you get to read all these fantastic books? A lot of people don't know, but I have a degree in engineering, so it's quite a bit different than uh, what we're doing today as well. But you know, it's all, it's all about you know, learning more and um, becoming uh, more knowledgeable, and it helps in all areas of life, and, you know, these, these little things like that. All right, let's go on to rapid fire questions. So one of the, a few of them we might have covered already, but you know, maybe we'll just do them again and you can do a quick summary of them. First one is, what is your morning routine? So my morning routine, I wake up, I have an ice bath, I eat a delicious nutrient dense meal, and then I work out. I pay myself first, I invest in me before I even step my foot out the door. Awesome. When you think of the word successful, who is the first person that comes to mind and why? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And the reason is he came from very humble beginnings. Everyone knows his seven bucks story. He had $7 in his pocket. He literally had $7 to his name. But then he made it in the world of wrestling. He transitioned into the world of acting. And then he transitioned into being one of the most successful businessmen in the world. And so what an incredible model for success for people. Uh, absolutely. What is the book or movie that you recommend the most? Lord of the Rings. By far, hands down, Lord of the Rings. Nice. I might uh, nerd out with you a bit and say that we're, we're watching it right now. We just downloaded the, uh, the 4K version on Apple TV. It's like four hours extended. I don't know. It's going to take all Christmas break to watch, but I'm uh, pretty excited about it. Well, I need to tell you, it is the ultimate Christmas movie. There's elves, there's a guy with a beard, like we are set. So know that it is a Christmas movie and you can watch it every day for the 12 days of Christmas. Okay, great, I feel better now. <laughs> uh, what are some common misconceptions about you? You know, a common misconception about me is that I don't fail, that I don't feel insecure, that I don't get scared. When you're a motivational speaker as part of your career, People expect you to be up all the time. People expect you to be happy all the time. People expect you to be hopeful all the time. And that's just not true. I face the same struggles, the same insecurities, the same fears that you do. Absolutely. Do you have a quote you live your life by or think about often? Yeah, it's actually a tagline on my email. Don't let your emotions control your actions or don't let your feelings control your actions. Rather. Let your actions control your feelings. And so I like that. It's okay to feel bad. It's okay to be depressed. It's okay to be sad. But don't act bad. Don't act depressed. Don't act sad. Do something about it. On those days where you don't get out of you don't want to get out of bed, get out of bed. Go for a walk. Nourish yourself. Do some exercise. Spend some time in the sun. And it's amazing how those negative feelings turn around. So again, don't let your feelings dictate your actions. Let your actions dictate your feelings. Yeah, that's a great quote. Bobby, what are the three rules you live by? Three rules Bobby Maximus lives by. Number one, show up every single day. Number two, when you do show up, you want to be all in. You want to be 100% present. And number three, 
Be curious. Ask some questions along the way. Don't be scared to admit that you don't know everything. And if you can learn a little bit, along with showing up and being all in, the world is yours. What do people need to know about discipline? Discipline is the single most important thing that you can use when it comes to being successful. Motivation is a lie. Motivation is fleeting. No one wakes up motivated every single day. The key to success that you're looking for, the thing that's going to make your dreams come true is simple discipline. It's doing what needs to be done even when you don't want to, even when you're not motivated. That's what discipline is. <laughs> awesome. So Bobby, what's next for you? Uh, what's next for Bobby Baximus? Two things. One, I want to keep leading by example. I want to show people that they can live their dreams, that they can build a better life, that if a small kid from the middle of nowhere who was bullied heavily can live a dream and go on this fantastic journey, fight in the UFC, be in a movie, the ability to turn a passion into a full-time career, that you're able to do anything that you set your mind to. So I wanna keep leading by example, and hopefully my story, if it can inspire one single person out there to be better, inspire one single person to find the happiness and health that they deserve, that's really, really important to me. And the second is to honestly be a better father. My boys, my three boys, are the most important thing in the world to me. And I just want to be a better dad. I want to wake up every day. I want to live by, lead by example for them. I want to give them the life that they deserve and give them opportunities that I never had. Oh, that's amazing. Bobby, thanks so much for joining us today. You know, thanks for being such an inspiration to the world. Uh, where can people find you? You know... If you want to find me, it's actually pretty easy. It's Bobby Maximus on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, in the Google. Like if you just punch in Bobby Maximus to whatever device that you have, you will find me. Awesome. And you've got a book, right? I do have a book. It's a best-selling book with men's health. It's called Maximus Body. It covers exercise. It covers nutrition. And in a big part of my life, it covers psychology, not sports psychology, but psychology meant to make your world a better place. Awesome. Hey, listen, I am humbled uh, and privileged uh, to be able to do this. Uh, there was a day in my life where I, uh, no one wanted to talk to me. I still remember the first podcast I was invited on, how excited I was. And so I really am grateful for your time. I'm grateful that you've invested in me and just know again that it's an honor and a privilege. Yeah, likewise, extremely grateful and, and honored for you to join the show. And thanks so much, Bobby.